Are you a busy woman, but you still want to have a hot sex life? Do you want to figure out how to ask for what you want in the bedroom? And all my single ladies, don't worry, we got you covered as well. This is the episode for you if you want to have all things love and sex and romance. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host. And today we are going to help you to get in the mood, the right mood, the connected mood. And I have the amazing Amy Color with me today. Hello, Amy. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, I thought, you know, Valentine's Day is here and we need to have the love professional, right? Right. Have you in the house. In the house. In the house. So this, this episode might get a little racy, ladies. And no topic is taboo because when it comes to what happens in the bedroom and what happens in your love life, your sex life, we really want it to be an open book. And we're going to be opening the huddle today, Amy Colors book, and Amy's going to bring some of her best stuff today. So you just hold on for this wild ride. Let me know. Let me tell you, though, first who Amy is uh, so that you can really feel like you can trust where she's coming from. So Amy Culler became the professional she went looking for and couldn't find. You see, Amy is described as a cross between Mae West and Dr. Ruth. She has delivered a memorable TEDx. And if you haven't watched it, that was my first intro to her. And really, it, it's hilarious and it makes so much sense. She's also the author of the best-selling book, The Huddle, How to Score in Sex and Life. Amy Culler wants everyone to huddle and feel the love vibe. She is a certified therapist, coach, clinical supervisor, international trainer, and more. She combines wisdom, compassion, and humor to help thousands of individuals and couples. They say relationships take work. Amy says relationships need more play. Yes. And I have to, I have to tell everyone I've seen Amy, my husband and I have visited with her and had some sessions. And so I'm going to kind of mix that in today. Uh, so I know firsthand just the amazing work that she does. So Amy, you said you went looking for the professional you couldn't find or you want to become that. So what got you into it? What made you want to do what you're doing now? I found myself in a relationship like a lot of people where there's an intimacy issue and I did what you're supposed to do. We went to go talk to a couple's therapist and that's not going to address our intimate life. There were sexual health issues. And then we went to a sex therapist. You know what sex therapy is? (laughs) More talking. (laughs) They're more talking and, you know, exercises, go home and have a, have a sex night or give each other massages. But if you don't know where to begin to do that, and if there's already intimacy issues or if there's sexual health issues, you know, people think of sex as penetration. So then we left and we went to go see the best erection specialist in the world. Who's in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles, you know, area listening to his sitting in his office. Yeah. Listening to him talk about erections and orgasms and such. I was like, you know, I want to be playful with my husband. I want to have a hot sex life. And you can't just talk about it and you can't just 
poke about it. You yeah. have to connect uh, in that space in between. And I felt like that, how to connect, how to be playful together was the piece that was missing. Mm-hmm. And you call yourself an intimacy coach. Yes. Yes. That was the word that I heard in the beginning. And I loved your explanation of why you're not, uh, what was it? A sex therapist or so tell, tell me about that. How do you came up with that title? Because I think uh, you speak to both genders. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I, I speak to genders and I speak about them like, like colors on the rainbow. Did you know that there's actually countries, languages that don't have a word for purple? They use the red, red or blue oh. to, for where it falls on the spectrum. So please understand that when I use genders, I'm just using them broadly in today's language. I find that the word sex triggers women and the word sex makes people think of penetration instead of sensuality and sexuality. And the word therapy triggers men. You you immediately think that means you're going to talk about your childhood trauma. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be amazing if couples therapy or or personal therapy was more therapeutic, where you actually left there with a sense of well-being in your mind and body, instead of the state that I found we were leaving couples therapy in, which was just like, ah, we argued more about the things that came up in therapy. And it was terribly unsexy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And and I know that for a lot of people that I've talked with going in and actually having their spouse talk about it is just worse and it's, oh. it's not helpful. So what's your revolutionary approach? I help people feel comfortable being quiet together. Hmm. Silence. Yeah. Quiet is the language that he uses and that she uses. I talk, the name of my book is the huddle because that is, you know, I talk to men, they understand my language of love. And Mm -hmm. I talk about it in sports teams that all your life, your sexuality is something you have your whole life. So let's say you are a baseball player your whole life because it's your, it's your sport. That's what I say. It's your sport, your whole life. And it changes. You get better and better at it in your whole life. Sometimes we have an off season. (laughs) True. Right. And it's true. And even a team can have an off season. So I want people to be nice to themselves because it happens. And so when you get into a relationship, I consider a relationship an intimacy team. You are now on a team where you get to explore and dive into intimacy together. And what does that mean? That means playing in the space between you, just like baseball players. They're finally on a team and now they have a practice. They practice playing together. And if most people go into a relationship or even their life, just expecting it to come from somebody else or expecting it to happen automatically, but these things take a, a plan and a practice. That's how you got to be. That's how Michael Jordan got to be a great basketball player. All the practice, all the practice and learning how to show up for each other. As I explained to men, you know, he didn't get on the court and then go, I'm going to run all the way to the other end and score. No, he made sure to play with the whole team and they had to make it last an hour and a half or however long a basketball game lasts. <laughs> because otherwise the rest of the team won't show up and the players won't show up. Makes yeah. Sense? And the, And the key thing is too having a coach to guide you. Yeah. Having a coach because you can't do it inside your relationship. You can't say to that other player, Hey, throw the ball higher. He's going, no, you catch the ball lower. Well, you each make sense. You know how you like to throw the ball. You know how you like to catch the ball. You make sense. Yeah. You need a coach to come in and say, Hey buddy, if you throw that ball just the way she likes it, let's see what happens. 
Hey, if you return that ball just the way he wants it, see what happens. Hmm. And the reason that we don't is because you end up in a power struggle. Yeah. You know, one person has more emotional needs. And I call that the offense and the defense, everything in sports terms. It's so much easier to understand because it's not like, ah, scary. And it's true. Even in every dynamic in every gender relationship, even in your business relationships, Mm -hmm. there's usually an offense and a defense. And if you don't, if they don't know how to play together or how to interact, they'll be stuck in a power struggle. They'll argue about how you need to throw and receive the ball. But when I, and if you try to say it inside, no, I need it this way because sometimes it's really hard to hear. And that's why it's so great to have a coach. People say to me all the time, how come he can hear it from you? I've been saying this to you for years. And I'm like, when I send a man a a text and I said, it just happened yesterday. And I said, she's, you know, she's this and that. Make sure you send her a text for this and make sure you use this word. And he texts me back. I, I coach. I love that. (laughs) I love that. And then she's like, oh my God, he sent the nicest note. And I'm like, whoo, because once he has a win, then he knows how to respond and how to reach out to her in the, in the future. Yeah. And that's actually what I really love about, about how you work with your couples or your work with your clients is, is that there is that opportunity for that one-on-one conversation to happen (sighs) so that everything can be shared without the other person feeling maybe shame or embarrassment or anger for what's being shared. Uh, And then you get to play that interference of of knowing what to say and what to help so that both people can win. So maybe you can share a little bit about that approach because the normal, what what I've seen or what I've experienced is marriage counseling. You know, you both show up in the office, you're there for a specific amount of time. There's potentially crying and (laughs) maybe you don't get it. You walk out. It's exhausting. And you're like, Go ahead. Then you, then you're like, okay, now I know how you respond when you're in trauma. Now we're both in trauma together. Yes. How romantic. Yes. How romantic. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe you can explain a little bit about your approach of that, like one-on-one first, and then the connection piece, and then the coming back together or um, the one-on-one afterwards. And uh, just so our listeners know, we are going to talk next. My next question is going to be about how to not have sex be such a chore. So stay, stay tuned for that, but just talk a little bit about this process because I think it's amazing. I like to talk to each person separately so that they can really share to me what's going on for them. Like I've had people go, oh my God, I had an affair that, and then I'm going, oh, that's why you guys aren't connecting because you're still feeling so guilty about that thing that happened while you were away on a trip three years ago. I'm going to make you confess to me. We're going to deal with your guilt in the meantime. (laughs) In the meantime, I've got you, you make sense to me. And I want you to reconnect with your husband by doing this. And that means to be quiet and huddle and the huddle are those sounds. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh The sounds that you use all the time. And they're the little sounds that say I'm connected and I'm with you. So that way each person can talk to me and I'm giving them exercises that they're doing at home alone so that they're comfortable so that he, he says, so that he knows when she's sending the text so that they can show up for each other. And I don't have to do that forever. Once they have the experience of it and know how they're off and going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And that ability to have each person be heard and validated without it having be their partner that does that for them is amazing. And then speak to a little bit about the, like the connection piece, like, because people might be thinking, well, if you're not having us talk when we show up to you, then 
what are we doing? You know, it's quite amazing. And that's exactly it. Some people are only trying to connect by talking or having sex. So I'm getting them to sit with each other and huddle like a team does. And that takes practice going, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because all we are is vibration and intention. Hmm. So if we stop talking and just I, I come together, so I'm asking people to stop. Let's have, let's talk. We haven't had a chance to talk all day. Well, when you actually talk and go, how was your day? You're going through your lists, more lists of all of your responsibilities and the things you have to get done and the things you get that, 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 that it's exhausting. And it doesn't connect you. If anything, it puts more stuff in the middle of you. I'm asking you to drop your stuff, just like athletes have to do. They leave it in the locker room. They go out to the field and they, uh-huh. They have a huddle and just three little breaths. Mm-hmm. 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 And if people do it and they're going, this feels really awkward. And I'm going, yeah, let me know how you feel about it by the end of the day. And they're like, okay, I can't wait to do it tomorrow. And then I have couples who literally, I, I, my favorites in the story and, and the guy called and she's like, my wife called me at work. She said, do that thing with me. She was like, do that thing with me. And they're on the phone going, uh-huh. Uh huh. And she's just letting it out. And then she's like, okay, I feel better because sometimes we just need connection. She didn't need to come go into her whole story of how horrible her day was. She just wanted somebody who felt her. And that's the thing I hear women going, he can't hear me. He's not listening. You're right. It's true. I have the science in the book about how men can't actually hear women's voices and how we use different language that makes them turn off their, their ability to hear us. It's in the book. I give, tell people how to get help a man hear you, which is get his attention going, Hey, cause those are the little hot, hot sounds they use during sports. Because as soon as they say, honey, I, she needs something. She wants something. I'm not going to show up enough. It's all, we all have that same inner message. I'm not enough. I'm going to do something wrong, even men. And they feel like they have to do it right. So catch his attention going, Hey, honey. And then men hear us like a song. So skip all of the words and go straight to the chorus. can you pick up the kids pick up the kids honey hey pick up the kids then he can remember it (laughs) instead of it's like hey honey on the way home from work pick up the kid he can't hear it then you're like i told you to pick up the kids and you acknowledge that you heard it i heard a song i didn't know what it said he's like i hear you i love you i know what you're saying but he really can't hmm yeah yeah so I know a lot of our listeners, listeners, you're women mainly, right? And so these little things that we can do are just small little tweaks to get the more so the result that we're looking for is what I'm hearing. And what I love about huddling and everyone, you should go and get Amy's book. Is it on Amazon? On yes. Amazon. Yes. So we'll make sure in the show notes that the link is there so you can go straight to grab it. Uh, and that her website, everything, Amy's stuff is all there. So you can go see that. But what I love about the huddle is no one can mess it up. Right. right? And there's a guaranteed process to it of like, we do three breaths and we say, uh-huh. And we hold each other and, and that's it. And at the end, if we want to keep going, we keep going. And it's just, it's simple. And I think we need things to be simple where mm-hmm no one's going to mess it up and it's predictable every time. So I love that piece of it. Now I did promise that I'd ask uh, how not to have sex be a chore. Cause I'll admit, uh, you know, I've got two kids, I've got a house, I've got a business, I have clients that need me. I have, um, 
uh, an extended family. I have, there's lots of things on my plate. And at the end of the day, when my head hits the pillow, my head is still going. I have this to do, I have this to do, this to do. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Ah, oh, I'm finally going to sleep. And then oh, now you want, there's, there's another thing to do. So right. how do we not have sex be such a chore? Anticipation is the best aphrodisiac. So what I suggest, like I just, like I was describing, I consider a relationship to be a team. You are now on an intimacy team. You've joined forces. And the reason you got in a relationship is to share your intimacy. So now that you have that, you're expecting it to happen automatically. (laughs) It's wasted on the end. (laughs) You got to have a plan and practice. That's like two basketball players saying, Hey, we got on a team and we expect the practices and the games to happen automatically because we both love football, uh, basketball, and we love each other. It doesn't how it works. If you have a, so I want you to have a practice. Oh, look, it's Friday. So let's say Friday is your game night and you're like, okay, Friday night is our intimate night, but you're still going now it's a chore. Now Friday night is an intimate night. So here's how, what makes it good. You lean in ladies. One Friday night is all about you. The next Friday night is all about him. And that's just like a home game and an away game. And the reason for that is because otherwise you're both going into a relationship and you're both trying to have your needs met. And this is how I describe it. I love the metaphors. So I describe it like pizza. You get into a relationship and he likes pepperoni pizza. This is the metaphor in my book. And she, Jackie, likes pineapple pizza. But they love each other. And at the beginning of the relationship, they're like, I love you. I love you. I don't want pineapple. I don't want pepperoni. I love, we both like mushroom. Let's get mushroom pizza. And then it's two years later and you're still eating mushroom pizza. And the way I describe it is that, you know, she's like afraid to ask for her pineapple pizza because he's like, well, maybe someday. And so every time she's going, let's do something different than mushroom, she's getting a pepperoni stuffed in her face. (laughs) And she's like, at this point, she's going, hello for the pineapple. So every so often, if they do get pineapple pizza, she's sitting there eating her pineapple pizza trying to make it you know feeling responsible for it well you know I know he doesn't like pineapple pizza so we won't get it I I feel you start to feel bad about trying to receive and I say that women have a really hard time receiving especially when it comes to sex there's a whole societal language that sex is something we give sex is something men get that you know virginity is taken from us all kinds of things like that it has to be something we give uh huh. So that's why it feels also like a chore is because it's ugh, now he wants sex. It's not even on your desire list. And I want you to put it on your desire list because you're going to know that every other Friday night, and I think it should be this Friday night because it's Valentine's weekend. <laughs> every other Friday night is your night. And this is your practice to receive pleasure. And I'll give you the exercise that I just shared with a woman the other day where he's like, okay, come on, come on, let's go do it. And she's like, ugh, chore. And this was a conversation we had that day. She's going, I know he's going to come home like this. And this is what I want you to do. I said, I want you to send him to the bedroom. I say, send him to the bedroom. I can see you laughing. Send him to the bathroom. Tell him to take off his clothes and stand there in his underwear. And you will be there in five minutes. Literally tell him to set an alarm. And he's going to be like, what, what, what? Yes. I mean, by this point, he's the one who's, and you're slowing him down by doing that too. Because it's true that when a man says, let's have sex, it means that he wants to penetrate you at that moment. (laughs) 
it's funny and true. That's why I'm always explaining to guys. She's not in the mood at that second. You use this huddle to turn off all her light switches. So I say that a guy has a light switch. His light switch comes on and he's like, look, I'm on. Yep. A woman has a light switch in every room, the living room, the kitchen, the kids rooms, the office room, the this, that's how many times he has to huddle. Mm -hmm. Mm. The more things she has going on, the longer they're going to have to stand there and just be like, "Mm -hmm," and make that connection. So that's what helps her turn off all of her, turn on her lights. That's what helps to turn her on is helping her turn off all those lists. Mm -hmm. So when I sent her to the room and send him to the room, tell him to wait there. And I told her to do this, go to the kitchen, go to the bathroom, go to the sofa, go wherever you need to and go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That sound will start to turn you on. It'll make your mouth moist. It says I'm okay. It's a sound of okay. If you put a little smile on your face and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can feel your mouth gets moist. And when this starts to get moist and ready, all of you does. So I told her to sit there and go, what do I want to do? And I told her to get up her nerve and say, then go into the room and say, okay, I want to receive. I want to do that exercise. Amy says, so I'm going to set a timer on my, on my phone for five minutes, and I'm going to receive some pineapple pizza, and I'm going to practice receiving it. And he, and I mean, I know her husband, he's going to be like, I'm in, I'm in. So he knows he's got to huddle with her so that she can be, get all the way down to that pineapple yeah. pizza. He's got to turn off all the lights to get down there. Yep. Uh-huh. Isn't this making sense? Mm-hmm. And then she's got to climb and she's go, okay. So that she can turn off all those. Well, what about the kids? He doesn't enjoy this. This isn't, this is about him actually giving to her in a way where she's going, I'm going to practice receiving. And I also think of it as every game is a practice game. So stop taking it so damn, so damn seriously. Yeah. It's not the Super Bowl every time. <laughs> right. And if you're bored, she's bored. If you're bored, he's bored. So those little things of going in, you know, going, go wait for me for five minutes, his head, by the time she gets there, anything she tells him to do is exciting. And you were talking about that. You were talking at one point, I can't remember, it was before even where it's sort of like, now they want something in this. I'm going to share a quick story because this is really fun. I worked with a couple, they're in Chicago and they're fabulous. And he would, they would get dressed up and go out. She's got the badonka going. And by the time they go out, every hair is in place and her makeup's in place. And she wears those outfits where like, you know, she's wrapped in amazing. That's right before they go out the door is when he looks at her. He's like, come on, baby. Cocking out. We got to, we got to do it before we go. And she would, she's complaining to me about it because then by the time they get anywhere, her hair is a mess, her makeup's, a, she's like, <laughs> so I said to her, at that point, go, God, you look fine. Like really appreciate him and say, I want to just stare at you, put on a show, put on a show for me. And that's what he did. And she looks fabulous. And that's what she does. And she's like, this was freaking brilliant. That was her biggest argument about sex was that he felt rejected before they left the house every time she looked hot. So that's, that's her way. And he likes to take, she's going to take a picture of me. So now I notice they have a they have a channel, TikTok or something. He takes pictures of them every time they go out. Oh, and it's so romantic. He puts this little thing of her walking on the thing. And I know because I know them what they did right before she was he was taking that video was that she put on a show for her. <laughs> nice. So there's lots of ways to make it not be a chore to make it more playful, simple ways. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's the the words of and it's another thing to do. And when you were saying that it's like they're taking or we're having to give 
that I think that's where for me and a lot of the women that I work with, because we're high achieving, we've got a lot going on. There's a lot of people we're responsible for, especially in leadership positions. Right. Mm. And so to then be in another position of like, I now have to give again. It's like, I'm depleted. I don't have anything else to give, uh-huh. but I love that you have that, like, go and sit and stand in the kitchen and go and say, uh-huh. And then go sit on the couch and say, uh-huh. And, and keep doing this to get yourself there. And that doesn't even have to be on the way to be intimate. It can just be on the way to your next meeting because you need to calm yourself down. And so this maybe is also bringing us to this place of what about all my single ladies? Oh, the single ladies, Uh, your sensuality and your sexuality, like I said, is yours for a lifetime. Sometimes you're on a team, sometimes you're not, but it's still your responsibility to feel juicy, delicious and alive. And so I'm going to say that to me, a sexual encounter, the description of a sexual encounter is to allow your sensual bodies, give yourself permission to come out and play. So I believe that, you know, as a single person, as in a relationship, it's each person's responsibility to keep themselves sensual and alive for a lifetime. And that sound, mm, Mm. it's a sensual sound. It's how you know if somebody's eating, is it good? Is it bad? So it's actually an indicator of what you like. So you're using it in the bedroom. So the more comfortable you are knowing what you like, that's your job is to go, "Mm, this feels so good. Ooh, that tastes so good. Bring out, allow yourself to be sensual through your whole lifetime so that you're not dowdy going, "Mm." I'm waiting for somebody else to find me desirable, which is often a thing that women tend to do. I'm only desirable if somebody finds me sexy, but you're a sensual, juicy, feel it, treat yourself, learn to receive, get yourself some chocolates and don't just eat them and be sad, eat them and be delicious. I love being alive, plan your day, just like you would want to, because there's nothing worse than being in a relationship with somebody who isn't giving it to you the way that you want. And the only way to learn to ask for it is by going, "Mm," or, uh, -uh." (laughs) (laughs) and I also, you said the word romance and I wrote it down. So I want to define the word romance because I love, this is fun. Romance for a woman means an action or a thing, a surprise that says you were thinking of me in a non-sexual manner. Romance for a man is a gift, an action, a surprise that says you were thinking of me purely sexually, which is why men think of romance and they're coming and they bring lingerie, which a lot of women will like. Yes. That I, I get, there's nothing against that, but I will say that for a lot of women, I see that as a on your to do list. Now I want you to put this outfit on so that you are exciting me because that's still a woman trying to be de- turned on by somebody desiring her. Where I I know this is crazy, but my little switch is you know what I don't want to wear that that's uncomfortable. <laughs> you wear it. Get him some unsexy. He's the one who's, that's what it was funny. I have to put my store back on my website, but it was full of sexy underwear for men because they're the ones who need the permission yeah. to, to wear that red thong and go, Ooh, I'm wearing sexy underwear. I feel sexy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any, 
it's like the gifts that then make you have to do a job. So if you would receive a fry pan, it's like, oh, great. Now I'm supposed to go cook for you or you see, receive the lingerie. Oh, now you want me to put this on for you. And the one thing I love is you actually asked me, well, what is romance for you? What do you want for Valentine's Day? How can I help your man to get a win here? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where we need to take ownership as well of what is it clearly defined for us? Like what is when you said you define what romance is? And yes, that's very true. But then for us to really come back to it and ask ourselves, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What is it I exactly want? And I know when you asked me that, I didn't know the answer right away. So I'm like, well, and if you think of it, how the hell is someone else going to be able to, to win and do what you want if you haven't even figured that out for yourself? Right. So there's a lot more of pausing that needs to happen in intimacy and connection where we really connect with ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And I love what you were saying about even if we don't have a partner, mm. we can be sensual. It's just like we can be organized people, we can be playful, we can be a leader, but how often, so listeners, I'm asking you right now, how often do you spend time in being sensual? And you can live a sensual life. So it doesn't even have to just be a sensate focused, but I do ask people like have a sensual thing. If you don't have a partner, still have that day that you're setting for to focus on your intimacy. It's still your practice. Mm. And whether that means that you're self-pleasuring instead of thinking of it as a goal, think of it as a pleasure. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to do that huddle with myself. There are exercises in there for self-pleasure where you even just put your hand over yourself, your privates. And I also call them, you know, privates. Why we don't talk about this stuff everywhere is because it's private. And I'm, I'm, I'm all about the respect of private. So, and to just put your hand on yourself and just go, "Mm -hmm," and you'll feel the energy moving. You start to become aware of yourself. So just slowing down, even with yourself. Yeah. You know, as I say, too many women are looking, you know, reaching for the gadget instead of actually even giving a little squeeze on your juicy parts. You know, I, I have to say, I make a real practice of squeezing my belt, my own fat belly. That's <laughs> making sure that I can accept even those parts of myself so that when somebody else comes along and squeezes it, I don't wince in self-shame. Yes. You know, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been talking this episode about love and actually self-love is where it all starts. So why not this Valentine's Day, give yourself the gift of the Pamper Me box with over $150 in gifts from female Canadian business owners, things like this amazing essential oil lava stone bracelet from Shop Lily Dawn, the confidence essential oil roller, as well as the Dynamic Women's Success Secrets book, the Epicure gluten-free carrot cake mix, as well as tea and clean a movement studio class pass 
and much more. So many amazing gifts for you or for a loved one, maybe a girlfriend, your mom, your sister, or even your partner. We can ship in Canada, the US and international. Go to the link in the show notes to get your special box. Self-love, self-worth starts with you. And so pick up your Pamper Me box this Valentine's Day. So many amazing things. I'm just ecstatic that I was able to bring you to my people because this is something that people don't always, well, first of all, people don't know about you. Hmm. They don't know that your style of coaching exists. Solutions. Yes. Yes. And actual practical implementations. So I encourage everyone first step, if you feel it is to reach out to Amy and Mm -hmm. have a conversation to see how she can support you. Uh, The book is also a good first step or, and, and watch her TEDx because there's a lot of good information in that. And uh, Amy has a lot of amazing YouTube videos as well. Some of them made me really laugh, uh, like the, what was it? The present that a guy was going to give his wife was uh, tantric sex positions or something and oh. so that she could get back <laughs> into things. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yes, you, you helped to save that relationship at that moment from that terrible disaster. Um but I, I, yeah, it was so funny. But anyway, there's lots of great content on your YouTube channel as well. What but I love is that people look forward to talk. They're like, oh, I can't wait to talk to you. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. And that's not usually what people say to their couples therapist. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, I think the thing is you have a way of validating people's feelings where they're maybe trying to bring to their partner the lack of happiness with something. And of course that person's not going to be like, you're right. I'm scum. I shouldn't have done that. Right. But you validate like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. And that sucks. And, and, and I see you. And, and so you, you give that to people, which I think is really important. And that you're that filter, that buffer that helps people to focus on the win. Cause we always need to shift our perspective back to where, to the win of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. What's our main goal here? It's to win. It's not to fight amongst the team. And we see that a lot. I, I watch football. My husband likes football. And I see that when they, they start to turn on each other, uh, there's no way that the team is going to do well together. Mm-hmm. As we kind of come to the end here, what is, what's your final message that you want to leave our, my listeners? <sighs> Lean into the connection. Hmm. And the best way to do that is to st- Stop talking so much. Nothing starts more, more arguments than words. Start connecting outside of the bedroom, huddle in the kitchen, huddle in the car before you go into dinner. Just stop talking and hum together. It feels vulnerable because it is, it builds intimate connection without having to talk and without having to sex about it. It's amazing. Hmm. So mm-hmm. it, all, it all starts with the mm-hmm and the huddle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be harder than that at all. No. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for being here today. I love hanging out with you and your energy. It's so infectious and in a positive way, right? Because of what we're going through right now. And so um, wish you all the best. And thank thanks you. again for being here and sharing all of your knowledge. Thank you so much for having me and supporting me. I really appreciate you.
Yeah, no problem. No problem. So for all of you out there, uh, wasn't Amy amazing? Why don't you write us a review and let us know what you thought. And if you know another amazing, dynamic, successful woman who you think I should interview, then drop our team an email team at dianerolston.com or email me directly, diane at dianerolston.com. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on another one of these amazing interviews. And until next time, stay dynamic. Bye. dynamic women for joining us today please hop on over to itunes to subscribe and leave us a review who do you know who needs to hear our message we'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family if you're ready to be more dynamic have more balance and more success head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book stay dynamic